0: Hey folks, welcome back to part two of my favorites from Warcraft. This is your host Jason with the Deedselian Mind. Uh, We left off with my top five favorite factions. Um, There should be no surprise that the Scarlet Crusade is on that list. Mainly because of the much more fanatic, aggressive tone that they have when it comes to their hatred for the undead. I think it's kind of an interesting dichotomy if you will given some of the other knight and paladin organizations that uh that you see throughout the quest lines uh in the Eastern Kingdoms and up in the Northrend. Uh I think that it was a really interesting story about how they ironically became the thing that they hated the most. But I also thought that their architecture and the armor sets that they had was really unique. So I grew a really uh, close interest in them over the years of playing World of Warcraft. And so uh, they're definitely in there. I wouldn't say they're my favorite faction, but uh, they are easily in the top five. Uh, The next two can date back to my time playing Warcraft 2, Tides and Darkness... Um, Kingdom of Kelthalos and Kingdom of Gilneas uh, for those of you who are uh, avid players you will know that Kingdom of Kelthalos is the High Elf Kingdom uh, and that legacy continues on now with the Blood Elves and so they were one of the first races that I, I ended up liking when I started playing Warcraft and so my interest in the, the High Elves has carried on from there Um, So I really like their storyline, even starting back to Warcraft 2, and how they progressed to become the Blood Elves today. Uh, Kingdom of Gilneas, once again, same thing. I like their whole storyline, starting in Warcraft 2 and and coming up to the present. I like how they're human, and that during Warcraft 2 and the Second War they remained to be kind of a mystery to others because they chose not to join the Alliance but stay neutral because they felt that they were stronger by themselves rather than working with the rest of uh, the kingdoms or or uh, races in the Alliance. Uh, and it worked out pretty good for them in, in Warcraft 2, worked out pretty decent for them in Warcraft 3, but it wasn't until Cataclysm when the the Great Wall that... Kept them in isolation was shattered. At that point, they had to pick a side or else get wiped out. So, um, I enjoyed their story. I enjoyed how they be you know how it was revealed that they became Worgen, but that they were able to control this this new power, if you will. Uh, they didn't become fully feral to where they can no longer revert back to their human form. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty interesting uh, storyline about how they can control their their uh, their werewolf abilities, if you will, and and transform between worgen and human form, keep their sanity, keep their their cognitive uh, self, if you will, uh, and the and the ability to ration like their human uh, former selves. So that was a pretty interesting uh, take on 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 the werewolf and worgen in the case of Warcraft. Um, The last two, they're both the undead factions of the Forsaken and the Scourge. Uh, once again, I like to see the development of the Scourge throughout Warcraft 3 into World of Warcraft and how the Forsaken broke away from that and picked their name because they've practically been forsaken and, and shunned by everybody, including their former faction. Uh, so it was... Um from my opinion a pretty satisfying uh um thing to see when Sylvanas ripped the uh, helm of domination apart in the Shadowlands teaser trailer as much as I like the Lich King obviously my favorite is Arthas but I also like Bolvar as the Lich King I thought he was he was pretty cool in that role it was also pretty cool for me to see uh Sylvanas take the helm and just utterly destroy it and just rip everything apart and let chaos reign supreme uh on a side note um starting when uh cataclysm was the premier uh expansion pack i had started writing a fan fiction story for world of warcraft and it was supposed to be uh, a campaign for D&D when I was playing with my friends, but I turned it into uh, my own little fan fiction story. And in that story in the end I had Sylvanas actually put the helm on. And so I thought it was a pretty awesome uh take in the uh, teaser trailer to to see what I had, you know, come up as just a a fan story almost play out in the official timeline here with uh, Sylvanas and the helm and almost assuming the role of the, uh, I guess you could call it the Banshee Queen at that point or the Lich Queen, one of the two. So um, I might have to jump back into writing that story. It's kind of taken a a backseat in some other aspects of my life, but I might have to uh, uh, reanimate that story and get it going again. Uh, So those are my five favorite Factions from Warcraft. Uh, going to another three-piece. Uh, top three favorite expansions. My first and foremost is The Wrath of the Lich King. I think that's by far the the peak of um, Blizzard's content when it comes to the storyline that is Warcraft. Um, not to say that other expansion packs and their storylines aren't good. I think a lot of them are are really good. I know there's a lot of uh um backlash right now uh against Legion and Battle for Azeroth. I'm liking them. Um Warlords of Draenor, I wasn't too impressed with uh um but then again, I I tried to run through that as quickly as I could so that I could get caught up with the uh Battle for Azeroth content. So I didn't really give that much justice to sit and play all the way through it. Same thing with Mists of Pandaria. I think I probably did 5 to 10 quests in Pandaria before I was able to get to a high enough level to where I could just jump right over to the next expansion. So, um those two those two expansions I didn't really invest too much time in, so my bias against them are, is pretty, well, biased. Um, but when it comes to Wrath of the Lich King, I, I remember those world events where the Ziggurats appeared over uh, some of the the major cities and just started raining down undead uh, scourged uh, to wreak havoc on everybody. And and I remember my character a couple times just uh, getting transformed into a mindless Zerg uh, drone and getting killed off by NPCs and other characters alike. So it, I thought it was a really awesome... Uh, WTF moment where people were just getting, you know, their their toons were getting slaughtered and turned into undead scourge minions and utter chaos just, you know, reigning supreme for a while. And I thought that was a really awesome way to kind of kickstart the whole Wrath of the Lich King um, expansion pack. On top of that, I also liked the, the whole idea of the Death Knight as a playable race. And I really thought it added to the game to really start off the expansion where you could roll a death knight and, and run through the uh, the start zone and that whole sequence of events. I thought it was a really well-done expansion, along with jumping into Northrend and really getting a good idea as to the the, the lore behind that continent and the, the denizens of that continent. So um, I'm looking forward to... Um, Getting a Death Knight and and starting up in Ice Crown and seeing the revamped uh, start sequence for the the Death Knight, so uh, I'm looking forward to reliving that and seeing what changes they bring to that to the Scourge and to the Forsaken, and see where they go from there. Um, the other one, my my second favorite, is Cataclysm. I like it because it brought back. Uh, um, Deathwing, it made Naga kind of a, a serious threat. Before they were just kind of a, you know, a trash mob, if you will, kind of like the centaurs. They didn't really have too much background built into their lore that you saw in Warcraft. And so I was excited to see them, reintroduce them as more than just some minor villain that you do some random quests on over in Kalimdor. Um so I was, I was pleased to see that. I was pleased to see De- Deathwing return. I like that they brought back Chogal and the uh, Twilight Hammer clan. Uh, for those of you who remember Warcraft 2, the Twilight Hammer clan was a uh, uh, an orcish clan that came from Draenor and had really close ties to Gul'dan and his Storm Reaver clan. Uh, but I like how they revamped it into a cult. It made sense. And I like how they went to a very uh end of the world apocalyptic type of vibe when it came to their cult attitude and how they just infested everywhere and every corner of uh the uh eastern kingdoms and Kalimdor. So it was it was really fun to see that whole change of events and see how they changed the storyline, brought the old back in and made them new as well as introduced new zones um I liked Twilight Highlands because I got to see more of the storyline and the homeland, if you will, of the the Wildhammer Dwarves. I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, Mount Hyjal, get to see that again and how it's recovered from the uh, devastation caused in, in Warcraft 3 at the end of that whole battle scene. So it was a really fun expansion pack because it brought some of the old content in that w- had been missing for quite some time. And uh, gave a fresh spin to it, and the last one is Legion. Once again, um, there's a whole demon hunter uh, class now. I didn't get a chance to play that yet. I'm interested in doing a demon hunter just to see how the gameplay is. But uh, as of right now, I'm I'm mainly working on getting my uh, alternate uh, character up to a level 120 to match my main character, so that I have a horde and alliance. Tune going into Shadowlands, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how the Demon Hunter goes once I get my uh, my alternate tune up to the max level. I might go back and try that and see how it goes. And when it came to the Legion, I like how they brought in some more of the old content that everyone thought was kind of a theme of the past and wasn't going to make a return. They brought Queen Asherah in and and her uh, underwater kingdom. Um, reintroduced the uh the night elves of suramar and expanded on their storyline on how they became an offset known as the night Nightborn. uh i like how they introduced the high mountain tribe of of Taran before they were seen as nomadic and kind of disappeared off the face of the planet no one really knew where they went and oh look at that they showed up in uh the broken isles set up uh a really nice little homeland for themselves to nestle in. So, I like how they once again brought the old back and made it new. Burning Legion once again trying to invade, and once again the horde, the Alliance having to team up into a necessary uh, uh, deal to fight off the uh, the the mutual threat. So, uh, I like that. I also like going into. Uh, Argus and being able to see for the first time how the ruined remains of the Draenei homeworld looked under the leadership of the Burning Legion. And so I'm really hoping that they do something like Warlords of Draenor, where they go back in time to Draenor and kind of see how a slightly alternate history looks of the orcs coming to ahead with the, uh, the forces of the, 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 the demonic Burning Legion, so I think it'd be awesome if some sort of Caravans of Time expansion pack comes out where, you know, we get to go back to the beginning of, and, on Argus and help Valen get all the, the good Drenai out before the, um, Eredar take over and join the, the Legion and basically destroy their own homeworld, so, um... I like how they're they're introducing a lot of old content from Warcraft 2, II, Warcraft 3, and bringing it back into uh, um, World of Warcraft to, to reintroduce it as more content that needs to be answered and concluded. Um, moving on, top five of my favorite races that I would like to see become a playable race. Uh, the Tolvir are one. Uh, for those of you who remember the Tol'vir, they they were introduced in Cataclysm in the Zone of Doom, And they have a really ancient Egyptian vibe to them. Kind of reminds me of the Sphinx. Or for those of you who've ever played Dungeons & Dragons, they kind of remind me a little bit of the Wemmick. Uh, more of a lion or feline type bottom half. An upper torso of a humanoid mixed with... Uh, a more stone-like cat or uh, jackal head, um, kind of a vibe of from Stargate. If you remember the Stargate uh, um, outfits that the uh, Goa'uld wore, you know the the headdresses that were metallic or stone or, or whatever the uh, the uh, the the item was that they used. So I really liked how they drew some of those different concepts in to make the Tolvier. I think it'd be a pretty awesome addition to have them be a playable race. Uh they could do it like what they did with the pandaren where the uh the two uh tribes that you see uh, in El Doom can one joins the alliance the other one joins the horde like once again just like the pandaren or they could just have it set up to just be horde. Um, why because I think uh the verkel would be another good example of a race that they could make playable uh from what i've been hearing is a lot of the fan uh a lot of fans out there really want the vertical to become a playable race so i say the horde get the tolvir and the alliance get the Verkel. uh get that uh, norse viking themed uh human ancestor along the same lines as the Kulteran humans and the regular Stormwind humans. So I think that'd be kind of an interesting uh, addition into the playable races, especially if uh, they went to the Alliance. Um, Another one is the Saberons. Uh, For those of you who remember the Warlord of Drenor days, the Saberons are the kind of the uh, feline version of the Worgen. Excuse me. Um, the the saberons, like I said, are the, the the feline version of the worgen. They kind of operate and and run and behave in the same manner, and so I think that they make a really great antithesis to the um, to the worgen as a playable race. And so it, I think it would draw on a much deeper. Rivalry between the Horde and the Alliance by having the feline-based um, Saberons and the canine-based Worgen kind of go head to head on that natural cat versus dog type of level of uh, rivalry. So, um, plus they just look cool, they look like Sabertooth tigers and. And run around uh, just like the worgen, get on all fours and run as well. And I think that'd be a really great addition for the the horde to have to uh, to counterbalance and to uh, challenge the worgen as uh, that kind of a cool type of a um, of a playable race. And then the last two are the centaurs and the the dryads and, and keepers of the grove. Um, once again, I can see the centaurs going to the horde and the dryads. Or the keepers, depending on if you pick female or male, respectively, those two could go to the uh, um, could go to the alliance. Uh, for those of you who may not know who the dryads or the keepers of the grove are, those are the uh, Cinarian, um children. They're basically half elk, half night elf. Uh Malfarian Storm Range is kind of like that as well, where he's growing the antlers out, but he doesn't have the, the full back hind body of the elk like what uh scenarios has. So um so when you when you think about the dryads or the keepers, just think of scenarios and you've got that half elk, half night elf uh um combo right there. Which is kinda like the centaurs. The centaurs are half horse, half human, so um there you go perfect uh perfect combo uh for Horde and Alliance to once again have those th- that dichotomy of two similar like uh creatures being playable but still opposing each other just based off of their their lore history um top 5 favorite characters uh, this one I c- I could definitely uh do in order and the the one, first one on the list is Arthas. I I think hands down Arthas is is my favorite. I I think that his story starting in Warcraft 3 going all the way to Wrath of the Lich King is just phenomenal. I I, I kind of like that that fallen hero um storyline where something happens and he goes to the dark side if you will and becomes just a badass. And to be honest, when it comes to his story, I think he did nothing wrong. He was placed in a predicament that his only option was to become a Death Knight and to become the Lich King. So, uh, in my opinion, I actually think that Arthas is one of the heroes of of the whole Warcraft franchise. He did what he had to do, and in a way he did save his people. He gave them a chance at a version of immortality, which was undeath. So in a way he did protect his people from from uh, being permanent members of the grave by raising them into undeath as the Scourge and then the Forsaken. Um, my second favorite is Sylvanas. I, I just like her story as well uh, as a, uh, a ranger uh, for the High Elves. She's protecting her homeland, killed by Arthas, raised as the Banshee Queen, and then when Arthas is weakened in uh, Warcraft 3 expansion pack, her and the uh, undead that's left over in the uh, western parts of Lordaeron get free from from the uh, Lich King's control and basically form their own faction. I think that was pretty sweet uh, to see her break away and have a different faction, and but still hold that same hatred for him, even though he granted her... And them the gift of immortality via undeath, um, and and seeing her progress as a character throughout Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft has I thought been one of the better stories. A lot of people don't like it because she goes utter dark side and burns down the uh, uh, the night elf tree. Um, spoiler alert for those who don't know what happens in Battle for Azeroth, but. Uh, um, she burns down the world tree that houses Darnassus and the uh and the night elf uh capital. So um I like her story. It's a dark one, but once again I kinda like that whole going to the dark side thing and doing what you gotta do. I agree with her when it came to uh recruiting the Valkyr into her ranks because As she mentioned, the undead, the the forsaken can't procreate. They, there is no way for them to carry on their numbers. Once they die again, they're dead, and so she had to find whatever she could in order to keep their her new people, her new races, population sustained. And so, bringing the Valkyrie in and having them raise the uh, dead to a new life. With their own free will, their own memories from, from the previous life, but now a new uh a new faction to work with, I think that uh, you know, was a was a pretty good story. So I looked uh, and I'm looking forward to see how she handles herself uh in the Shadowlands and what, what becomes of her. Um my third favorite is the uh, Gilnean King, Jean Greymane. I think Jean was uh you know a pretty sound, uh, character, and, and, uh, I think he would make more sense as the leader of the Alliance than, uh, the boy king, so, uh, for all you, uh, um, what was it, King Lane, I think his name is, I can't remember the, the new, uh, king of, it, of Stormwind, but, uh. I think Greymane is a better fit for that. He's much more experienced, older. He brought the Kingdom of Gilneas through uh Warcraft 2 and the Second War. He brought them through Warcraft 3 and the Third War. He protected them even through the uh, plague of undeath that was sweeping through Lordaeron and uh he was able to keep his people safe even though they had to flee in Exodus their homeland and go and and scatter across the rest of Azeroth. So um I think he's been a very sound character for helping his people deal with not only the loss of their homeland but also the the changes that they underwent becoming half human half worgen. so uh he's definitely uh uh my my third favorite uh my fourth is uh jaina proudmore I, I like her her character i like the the fact that she comes from a uh um a maritime culture and a family that uh, is known for being uh, commanders and admirals of the the great sea, and so I always enjoyed that aspect of her family and her her lineage as well as her her desire to go and kind of forge her own path, you know, and, and realize that she can serve her her uh, family and her kingdom. Just as much, if not better, being a mage as she can, falling in her family's footsteps and becoming a, a captain or an admiral one day, like her her father or her brother. So, um, I look forward to actually playing through the battle for Azeroth, uh, alliance side because, um, I get to do I get to see a lot of the Kingdom of Kul Uh, Kingdom of Kul uh, would have been in my top five favorite factions if it wasn't for the Scarlet Crusade coming along, but uh, um, the Kingdom of Calterus was at one time in my top five favorite. I liked that they were just a naval power, um, and that whole colonial era battleship vibe, you know, where they're storming the high seas with these big battleships and having uh, uh, cannon battles, uh, you know, kind of in a way harkens back to the old uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies only not as cheesy with Johnny Depp in it so um so that's kind of my 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 uh liking about Jane is she's more of an independent I'm going to do it my way and uh I don't need to worry about tradition or family uh expectations to go and forge my own path um and on a slight little side note uh she her character and her name also remind me of another character that I like from another franchise and that's uh Jaina Solo from the Star Wars Expanded Universe so um I I noticed that there's quite a there's a striking amount of similarities between Jaina Solo and Jaina Proudmore, in terms of who they are as a person their their attitude their character um and I I really like that for both of those characters and because of that I was only able to get a middle name, but uh, my daughter's middle name is Jaina, so um, I'm hoping that one day she will follow in those footsteps, even though they are two fictional characters. I It's the attributes and the qualities that I really admire in those two characters, so I'm hoping that my daughter will follow in those footsteps. So her middle name is Jaina, um, which sounds dorky on my part, but oh well. And then the last one is the uh, Headless Horseman. I, I think that the Headless Horseman is just a really cool character. And, um, I really hope that they do a lot more with that uh, character than just the uh, Halloween-themed uh, holiday that they have in World of Warcraft. Um, I did a little bit of research about him, but he was a former knight of the uh, Silver Hand and and, uh, died, if I recall, during the uh, the uh, Plague of Undeath that was brought on Lorderon in the Third War. So if I recall that correctly, I think that's what happened to him. If not, uh, please somebody let me know. It's been a while since I looked up his history. Uh, I just found it really interesting that they drew on, you know, mytho- mythology from the real world and then planted it into... Uh, a Halloween-themed story for, uh, Warcraft. So I always thought that was awesome. Plus, um, as you'll find out in the next round, um, I also like the, uh, Headless Horseman, uh, mount, and I do like the, uh, the helm. And I gotta double-check, but I think there's more than just the helm that you can get, that you can get off of his, off of a drop when you kill the Headless Horseman. So, um here's hoping this year i can actually go and participate and possibly get get the drop whether it's the the mount or the the helm or if he does offer other pieces of armor get those pieces of armor too so uh that rounds out my uh top five favorite characters moving right along to, into my top five favorite mounts that i want to get as i mentioned headless horseman mount i think that thing is awesome uh always half thought it was awesome since uh day one when I started playing in Burning Crusade. Um so I'm looking forward to uh trying to get that this year. We'll see what happens. Um the other one is the, the lucid nightmare. And that is I guess it's kind of a version of a unicorn. Uh it's a horse. It's got the it's got uh you know a unicorn horn on its On its head but it's not the typical straight horn it's kind of a curve like a scythe so um I thought it looked really cool because it's got like a charcoal black uh fur to it or a a coat to it and then the hooves glow purple and the eyes glow purple and it just looks really sweet so um from what, what I understand there's a whole chain of uh, riddles that you have to go and solve and then go and complete the task at each one it's pretty tough to do so hopefully here at level 120 i can go and and try to solve that so um another one is invincible that is the uh, the mount of arthas the lich king and it basically blows all of the undead forsaken mounts out of the water, I think. I th- I think that uh, that mount just looks spectacular. So um, now that my main character is one hundred and twenty, I've been randomly, I think it's about once a week now. I've been going into Ice Crown Citadel, soloing the whole thing, on the very rare chance that I might get that invincible mountain drop. Uh, from what I've been reading, it you got a better chance of being struck by lightning than getting that mount. But uh, hey i got to be lucky in something, right? So let's see how that works out for me. Um, Another mount I want to get is the Cinder main Charger. Uh, You can only get this by referring a friend. So if there's anybody out there who uh, wants to play but uh, hasn't played yet and wants to get going, let me know. I'll definitely uh, um, refer a friend so I can get that mount, and I'll figure out a way to kind of you know help you out and make that uh, worthwhile for you as well that way we both can win out in the end on that one but uh, this the cinder main uh charger it's it's a obviously a horse and it's it's got like a stone skin to it almost like almost like charcoal like you know when you're barbecuing you know in the backyard you know it's got that 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 burnt grayish white charcoal color to it and then, obviously, flames just kind of flown all around it. So I thought that was really sweet. Uh, hence the name uh, Cinder Mane. Um But uh, um, one of these days I'll get that. Even if I have to go and create a second uh, account and then, uh, you know, do the whole refer a friend and do that. I, I might do that and, and make it uh, so I can get that mount myself. But we'll see. Um and then the uh the the last one is midnight, which is another variation of um i g- i guess what I would call a an undead horse that has you know it just glows a really awesome color and I think it's uh pretty sweet in trying to get that if I recall you have to go into uh Karazhan to get that one I' have to double check that it's been a while since I looked up that one too but uh um when I was scrolling through all the, the various mounts that I could possibly get in the game, I came across it, and I'm like, you know what, that's a pretty sweet-looking one. One of these days I'll have to, have to get it, so it's in my top five of mounts to get. Um, and lastly, the, uh, the top five favorite armor sets from World of Warcraft. Uh, the first one is the Scarlet Crusade uh, mail set. Um, I did get that on my uh, Blood Elf Paladin... And I spent many an hour trying to solo Scarlet Monastery to get that set, and I I did. I fin- I got it right before Missa Pandaria came out. I was able to finally get it and get the Tabard, the whole nine yards. Um, with Missa Pandaria, they basically revamped a lot of content in the game, and uh, the Scarlet Crusade. Chainmail set was one of the things that got axed, and was and I don't if I recall is no longer in the game unless if you go and bite on the auction house. So it's, it's sad to see it go, but um, uh, what was really nice was I found out uh, earlier this year that uh, if you go to the Darkmoor Fair, you can actually buy the plate mail uh, transmog um, version of it for like 10,000 gold and then there's a scarlet monastery Scar- scarlet crusade uh emissary that's hidden off in the corner so you can buy the uh the plate version of the scarlet crusade uh, armor set as well as uh the tabard if you don't have the tabard. So, um for those of you who are looking to complete that or to to get that if you if you like that set, just wait for the Darkmoor Festival to to show up and then um there's an emissary hidden off in the corner in a, in a next to a tent and you can go and purchase a set for 10,000 gold. So vanity issue uh, va- it's a vanity set but for me I like it. Uh the other one I liked was the black and Defias, uh leather set. I thought that was a pretty sweet look to it. Um as I mentioned earlier, I did play a hunter, a night Off hunter. And so I got one item away from getting that I had one of my friends who had a higher-level character go through uh, Deadmines with me until I got pretty much all of the set. The only thing I was missing was the belt in the end. Ironically, uh, my uh, um, Worgen Warrior has it. He's got the belt. Um, but nothing else. So I guess technically I got them all, just not in the same character. So uh, Unfortunately, they removed the Defias the black and defile leather set from the game as well, so you can't go back into dead mines and and get it anymore it no longer drops uh, I have been seeing some pieces show up on the auction house, but the one I saw recently was going for like thirty thousand gold and and uh, as much as I want to pick it up, I don't have the gold and it's you know not on too high on my list of things to get so uh, hopefully they come out with a uh a transmog set that you can purchase somewhere i mean even if they do like a micro transaction where i pay like 20 bucks for it i probably would do it just for the hell of it just because it's you know something from when i first started playing back in bc and and wrath of the lich king i remember doing dead minds and thought it was a really fun one to do so uh, i might do it just for the nostalgia of it um the the uh the new ones that are coming out the, the blood elf heritage and the the dark iron heritage armor i'm really looking forward to that i'm like two quests away from getting the blood elf heritage armor but i just can't get it uh the the gut rot or whatever that abomination's name is that's on the isle of cadanus i can't beat him um he he can kill me in four hits and i don't know why why that it's it happens he's not an elite I am at least the same level as him, 120. Uh, if not, he might be 110. I can't remember exactly where he fits in there, but I'm I'm at least on par with him on the level, and he's not an elite, but yeah, he, he four hits me, and I'm done. And then I got I to gotta run all the way from the northern side of the isle all the way back down to the southern tip, which takes quite some time. So it's, it's a real pain in the ass. I don't know why they made it so difficult to uh, beat him so I can move on to the last quest and get the... Uh, the the plate mail, uh for, for the uh, blood elf heritage armor, but you know I guess I'll just keep whacking away at it. The last one or, or the other one being the dark iron heritage armor, I saw that online. I thought that looked really awesome. So it's so just an, another motivator for me to finish up with my uh, worgen and unlock the uh, dark iron content, so I can uh, uh, level up a a dark iron character. And the last one. Also from the uh, I guess the the original trilogy that that being classic BC and Wrath of the Lich King it's the uh, the light forage armor um, and that was kind of the the armor that you got when you're uh, working with the uh, Argent Dawn fighting off the scourge and Eastern Plaguelands. you know it's kind of like the uh, the holy armor of the paladins going up against the undead minions uh, so I really enjoyed trying to go after that. Um I only ended up with like two pieces. I think the uh the gauntlets and the belts So um but the uh, the whole armor set I thought was really awesome and you know might try to find it and maybe look in the auction house if I can pick it up there but uh otherwise, you know, it's no longer in the game, so I guess I got to go find something else to to uh, interest me. So um so that's the remainder of my top 5 uh And top three favorite uh, aspects of Warcraft. Uh, Let me know what you think of it. If there's anything that you'd like to hear from me when it comes to Warcraft. Whether it's, you know, Warcraft 2 or 3 or World of Warcraft. Or even if you want to jump into Starcraft as well too. It's been ages since I even thought about Starcraft. But uh, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, If there's any other uh, items that you want me to give a top five or a top ten listing to. Feel free to comment or... or, uh, Get a hold of me that way, or, or if you want to find out some of my experiences playing, it's a really fun game. It can be time-consuming, can be draining at times, but overall it's a really fun game that has tons of content, tons of lore, and uh, I really enjoy the, uh, the experience playing it. So uh, this is Jason with The Deed Selling Mind, checking off. Have a good evening.